0: Chapter three of Little Meg's Children by Hesba Stretton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter three Little Meg's Cleaning Day For a few days Meg kept up closely in her solitary attic, playing with Robin and tending baby, only leaving them for a few necessary minutes to run to the nearest shop for bread or oatmeal two or three of the neighbours took the trouble to climb the ladder and try the latch of the door but they always found it locked and if meg answered at all she did so only with the door between them saying she was getting on very well and she expected father home today or tomorrow. when she went in and out on her errands mr grigg a gruff surly man who kept everybody about him in terror did not break his promise to her mother that he would let no one meddle with her and very quickly the brief interest in angel court in the three motherless children of the absent sailor died away into complete indifference unmingled with curiosity for everybody knew the full extent of their neighbors possessions and the poor furniture of meg's room where the box lay well hidden and unsuspected under the bedstead excited no covetous desires the tenant of the back attic a girl whom meg herself had seen no oftener than once or twice was away on a visit of six weeks having been committed to a house of correction for being drunk and disorderly in the streets so that by the close of the week in which the sailor's wife died no foot ascended or descended the ladder except that of little meg there were two things meg set her heart upon doing before father came home to teach robin his letters and baby to walk alone robin was a quick bright boy and was soon filled with the desire to surprise his father by his new accomplishment and meg and he laboured diligently together over the testament which had been given to her at a night school where she herself had learned to read a little but the baby was quite another thing there were babies in the court not to be compared with meg's baby in other respects who though no older could already crawl about the dirty pavement and down into the gutter and who could even toddle unsteadily upon their bare feet over the stone flags meg felt it as sort of a reproach upon her as a nurse to have her baby so backward but the utmost she could prevail upon it to do was to hold hard and fast by a chair or by robin's fist and gaze across the great gulf which separated her from meg and the piece of bread and treacle stretched out temptingly towards her it was a wan sickly baby with an old face closely resembling meg's own and meagre limbs which looked as though they would never gain strength enough to bear the weight of the puny body but from time to time a smile kindled suddenly upon the thin face and shone out of the serious eyes a smile so sweet and unexpected and fleeting that meg could only rush at her and catch her in her arms thinking there was not such another baby in the world This was the general conclusion to Meg's efforts to teach her to walk, but nonetheless she put her through the same course of training a dozen times a day. Sometimes, when her two children were asleep, little Meg climbed up to the window sill and sat there alone, watching the stars come out in that sky where her mother was gone to live. There were nights when the fog was too thick for her to see either them or the many glittering specks made by the lamps in the maze of streets around her, and then she seemed to herself to be dwelling quite alone with robin and baby in some place cut off both from the sky above and the earth beneath but by and by as she taught robin out of the testament and read in it herself two or three times a day new thoughts of god and his life came to her mind upon which she pondered after her childish fashion as she sat in the dark looking out over the great vast city with its myriads of fellow-beings all about her none of whom had any knowledge of her loneliness or any sympathy with her difficulties after a week was passed meg and her children made a daily expedition down to the docks lingering about in an out-of-the-way corner till they could catch sight of some good-natured face which threatened no unkind rebuff and then meg asked when her father's ship would come in very often she could get no satisfactory answer but whenever she came across anyone who knew the ocean king she heard that it would most likely be in dock by the end of october robin's birthday was the last day in october so her mother's reckoning had been correct father would be home on robbie's birthday yet none the less was meg's anxious face to be seen day after day about the docks seeking someone to tell her over again the good news the last day but one arrived and meg set about the scrubbing and the cleaning of the room heartily as she had seen her mother do before her father's return robin was set upon the highest chair with baby on his lap to look on at meg's exertions out of the way of the wet flooring upon which she bestowed so much water that the occupant of the room below burst out upon the landing with such a storm of threats and curses as made her light heart beat with terror when the cleaning of the room was done she trotted up and down the three flights of stairs with a small can until she had filled as full as it would hold a broken tub which was to serve as a bath for robin and baby it was late in the evening when all was accomplished and meg looked around her with a glow of triumph on the clean room and the fresh faces of the children very weary she felt but she opened her testament in which she had not had time to give robin a lesson that day and she read a verse half aloud to herself come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest i wish i could go to jesus sighed little meg for i've worked very hard all day and he says he'd give me rest only i don't know where to go she laid her head down on the pillow beside the baby's slumbering face and almost before it rested there a deep sleep had come Perhaps Meg's sigh had gone to Jesus, and it was he who gave her rest, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. End of chapter 3